0: Welcome to Everything Scary. My name is Lynn and I'm here with my co-host, local celebrity. Sorry, sorry. International celebrity. Thank you. Matt McLean. Hello, hello. (laughs) Every Tuesday we release a new episode, mostly true crime, but we've also been known to cover a pandemic, a haunting, a super mad, super strong chimpanzee. We'll cover anything and everything scary. Please rate us five stars and join us on Instagram at Pod. Here we go. Hello, hello.
1: Oh, hello. Oh, dear.
0: I, you know I stole your line, eh? That was you wanted that to be your thing on the podcast.
1: I stole that from Bababui. Baba from the Howard Stern show on his he had a tape some girl dumped him or whatever and he in the 80s he filmed a, like a I guess take me back kind of video. And
0: he said hello hello.
1: Yeah, and it was like the most cringiest
0: Oh no. thing in the world. <laughs> like a listener
1: ended up finding it and then they he got paid 10 grand to play the tape on the Howard Stern show like Bababui. Yeah, Crazy.
0: Um, This one that I'm doing right now is a Patreon episode. Ooh,
1: (laughs) we love our
0: Patreon. And this one, Matt, is a head scratcher. All right. You are going to be floored. Okay. So buckle in. All right. Let me get my... First, I want to give some shout-outs to our newest Patreons. uh, Cora B.
1: Cora B.
0: Andrea L. Mandy R. And I think we already shouted out... Brittany W last time but I do believe that's your sister's friend so I wanted to double down and make sure we got her. All right,
1: Mandy, our Brit, 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 what up? <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right.
1: i missed a 705. <laughs> Have
0: missed you remembered
1: Brittany? No, I don't think so.
0: Oh, okay, well.
1: Why, is she pretty?
0: I don't know, she's your sister's friend.
1: Oh, oh. I don't know, my sister hangs out with a lot of uggos. <laughs> I'm only saying that because I know she has a couple of friends that listen.
0: (laughs) And they're not uggos. No. It's ironic because they're so beautiful. Yeah,
1: it's like big fat guys named Tiny.
0: Yeah. Some oak
1: shows.
0: (laughs) So, this one's for the Patreons, and it's an extremely unbelievable case. We're going to get into it, and I just want to know your thoughts are, because for me, personally, I think the ruling in this case and the actual truth behind what happens here are two completely different things. And it's not even like you're like, well, I can kind of see where they were coming from. Yeah, It's like, you need to give your fucking head a shake. Like OJ? OJ's more believable than this Whoa. case. Whoa! Uh-huh. Picture OJ. Okay. But OJ's defense was Nicole stabbed herself a bunch of times. It come on, Yeah. That's his defense. And then people are like, yep, nope, that works for us. Oh. So, before we get into it, Again, I wanted to mention off the top, I said it in our regular feed, but I am going to say it again here. We were given the opportunity to do a case that I didn't feel comfortable taking on because of legalities and yes. whatnot. But uh, Kendall Ray did a huge covering of the case. Um, it's Freedom for Gracie. And Kendall Ray, her episode that dropped on it was June 8th. And that is. Um, True crime with Kendall Ray, nice. uh, June eighth, and the episode is called "Hit by His Own Truck." There's a bunch of petitions that you can sign, and you can go to the Freedom for Gracie Instagram page. It's really, really, very important that we get eyes on this case. So uh, the least I could do was mention it again, and hopefully, you know, something will stir up. And
1: we're just a tad shy because the. I guess, person attached to this case is extremely litigious. Yes. And, and we can, are not confident enough. And you
0: can say that word super good. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, yes, please listen to Kendall Ray because, you know, she needs the followers. <laughs> She's only up like a bunch of million, but, you know.
1: I mean, she did the due diligence, had, had a lawyer with her as well. Yep. So yeah. We're, ours is we're just waiting for one to get back to us.
0: Yeah, no, I called him. He said Monday. Monday for okay, sure. Okay, cool, cool,
1: cool, cool. For sure he's getting back
0: to us. Okay, <laughs> so today's case takes place in Philadelphia. 27-year-old Ellen Greenberg uh, lives with her fiancé, 28-year-old TV producer who worked for NBC, Sam Goldberg. The two had met through a friend, and they had gone on a blind date, and they hit it off.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Sam proposed to Ellen while the two were vacationing together in 2010. And while on the beach, Sam got down on one knee and he asked Ellen to marry him. And she said yes. Did you listen to the 911 call I sent you? Yes, you I did. I did right?
1: because it oh, first I listened to it and I stopped at five seconds. Into because it. you were I,
0: like, what? Wha- like, <laughs> why is this woman a 911 operator? I know,
1: I know. And then him like.
0: Do you think he was full of shit?
1: Yes, 100%. Right? It just, when he's like, when they're like, okay, please, he, no, please help me. Yeah, you got to do, you got to do chest compressions and CPR. He's Take like, your oh, shirt God. Off. Oh, it's it's not one of those that comes undone. It's with a zipper. <laughs> uh, guess why the zipper was invented, fuckface. face. It's like, get things open quicker. Anyways, he tackles the zipper, gets through, he's like, oh, huh. Oh, <laughs> whoa, interesting. oh, whoa, 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 what is this? Oh, my God, this is the craziest <laughs> discovery. There's a knife inside of
0: her. Oh, my God, Okay. <laughs> So, their wedding was scheduled for August of 2011. Ellen was born on June 23rd, 1983. Her parents were Sandy and Joshua Greenberg. Ellen was their only child, and the parents absolutely adored her. Josh said that when she was little, she would attend sporting events with him and was always happy and enthusiastic to be there. Ellen had one of the biggest, most beautiful smiles, and it was infectious. Aww. I sent you that picture, yeah. eh? Like, if your smile brightens up a room, <sighs> stay home. <laughs> she had gone to Penn State and got her degree in communications and then in a move that surprised absolutely no one, Ellen went to Temple University and got her teaching degree. I
1: thought I was surprised with that move actually.
0: Oh well. I wouldn't
1: say surprised no one. <laughs> yes. I was like Temple
0: this time of year? Matt McLean was surprised about Ellen Greenberg's <laughs> teaching degree. <Post. laughs> Ellen loved children and she was fantastic with them. So when she went to school for teaching, everyone believed that it would be the perfect fit for mm-hmm. her. And Ellen's friends would say of her that she was one of those friends that was always there if you needed. Like if you were going to call somebody and you really wanted to talk, Ellen was that person. Ellen was a first grade teacher at Junita Park Academy in Philly. And she and Sam lived in a gorgeous, very modern-looking apartment complex. They were on the sixth floor and had ground-to-ceiling windows, which ever since we covered the Connor Clapton episode,
1: yeah, really, has scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, <I could> call.
0: <laughs> but they look beautiful for yeah. someone else's home. <laughs> mm-hmm. I
1: don't know if I could deal with that with so many windows just dirty on the outside. You got to wait for somebody else to clean them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you, you can't walk around in the buff. Because really, you're just in an aquarium.
1: That is true. Yeah. And I like to be naked. <laughs> I'm naked right now.
0: It's a Patreon. We know yeah. this. <laughs> we both are naked. <laughs> We're not both naked. Just <laughs> <Guess> she is. <laughs> so, everything was seemingly going to plan, but Ellen began complaining to friends and family that she was dealing with nearly debilitating anxiety, mm. which was new. Her friends had just assumed that with the wedding planning and work, she had a lot on her plate, but she had actually even contacted her parents and asked them if she could come home and live there for a bit. It was now January of 2011 when Ellen mentioned to her mom that she had wanted to come home for a bit. Her mom was shocked. Like, Ellen's parents lived in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which was nearly about a two-hour drive away from her work and her fiancé. Oh, wow. Uh, Her mother encouraged her to see a therapist before making any decisions that would add to her stress. She said that Ellen had made it clear that she still wanted to move forward in her relationship with Sam. They were not breaking up, but she wanted to come home. After talking her daughter down, Ellen agreed to seek professional help, and she was matched with a therapist who would share a name with her. This was Dr. Ellen Berman. It should be noted here at a later time when Dr. Berman's notes were turned over to the authorities that the doctor specifically noted that Ellen was not a risk for suicide.
1: Okay, made a point.
0: Yes, so this will become important. The doctor prescribed her clonopan and Ambien to help her sleep. And the reason Dr. Bremen noted that Ellen was not a risk for suicide was because both of these medications have thoughts of suicide listed as a possible side effect. And if you already have these thoughts, it could enhance them. So the doctor did her due diligence and made oh. sure that Ellen was not a risk before prescribing the medications. Ellen would tell Dr. Berman that... Just recently, she had become super anxious, and where she used to be very extroverted and confident, Ellen expressed that she had lost that confidence and was very unsure of herself now.
1: And regressed.
0: Yes. After Ellen began taking the medication, as recommended, she had seen her therapist about three times at this point, and she had called her mother and said that she felt as though her new meds were really starting to work. She felt less stressed than she had in a long time and she was actually finally sleeping again. And her mother told her daughter that she was happy that she was feeling better, but that she needed to continue to make sure that she was seeing the therapist because it wasn't going to be a quick fix. And Ellen agreed. Ellen had a best friend named Allison who had been her bestie since the girls were about 10. And Allison would confirm that during this time, Ellen was not at all herself and that she felt as though she would have to turn to Sam to make any of her even, like, simplest decisions. Like, going out with her friends and stuff, she would have to talk to Sam about.
1: So, really kind of starting to see the controlling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She would say that they both had gotten engaged around the same time, Ellen and Allison did, and on one occasion had gone dress shopping together. Allison said that the typically well-put-together Ellen would come out looking a hot mess. And... Like, her hair wasn't brushed, she had no makeup on, she Mm. was just, like, wearing, you know, sweatpants. And while dress shopping, Ellen would even begin to start crying. Just... Just started crying, yeah. And she would apologize to her friend for bringing down such, you know, it should have been such a happy occasion. So that takes us to Wednesday, January the 26th of 2011. Philly had been hit with a snowstorm in between January the 25th to January the 27th, they were expected to get 15 inches of snow, which is just over 38 centimeters. (laughs) On the 26th, around lunchtime, it was decided that Junita Park Academy would shut down for the remainder of the day. This was the school where Ellen had taught the first grade for the past three years. Ellen and Sam had just sent out their save-the-dates earlier that week. And Ellen decided that she would just go home and she would work on more wedding planning while she had this unexpected half day off. So she stopped on her way home and filled up her gas tank, right to full. Oh, which to me is a sign because I'm not standing at the gas you think pump. That's Ooh. a
1: red flag for you. To me, to me I'm it's like a green flag for you, red flag.
0: I'm like I'm not stopping at yeah. a gas like a gas station and pumping all if I don't intend to use the entire gas tank. Right now, yeah. <laughs> so um she filled her tank not long after Ellen arrived at 1:30 p.m. at home. Sam got home shortly after that and uh he told her he would be going downstairs to their on-location gym and would get in a quick workout. Everything in this apartment complex was recorded, either by key fobs or by surveillance, but the cameras were only in the lobby, like the bottom area where the gyms are and everything like that. Right. Not on the residential floors.
1: Nothing in the hallways. No. Nothing like that.
0: So according to Sam's fob key, he scanned into the gym at 4.45, and when he came back upstairs, he scanned his card to get into the apartment. But the swing lock was engaged,
1: or the latch. Yeah, okay. like the
0: U. Do they call it a U lock sometimes?
1: Uh, th- the only thing I saw in that video was it called a swing lock. I, I never even I call it an external deadbolt because I didn't even know it had a name. But it's every hotel room's got yeah, the, yeah, the little two bars. You put the little thing with the ball. Yes, in it, so it, it looks like it.
0: A, a sideways U, like yeah. a long U, and then you put it, you lock it over to like a a little. It looks like a coat hanger. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's got a ball on the end of it so that you can't, you know, pull open the ear bar. You mainly see them in hotels, but it has to be done while somebody's in the room. Like you can't can't engage it from from outside. outside. Or does it? What? (laughs) Anyways, at five thirty two, Sam started to message Ellen, trying to get her to come to the door and let him in. His messages went as follows Hello, open the door. What are you doing? I'm getting pissed. Hello, you better have an excuse. What the fuck? Ah, you have no idea. Uh huh. So that last one there, not being able to hear the tone, I hear it almost like a threat. Like you have no idea what I'm going to do when I get in there. But my fave podcast, Morbid, mm-hmm. they said that maybe it was like a realization that she had no clue that he was out there. Like, oh, you have no clue that I'm even here.
1: Right. Or you To know, me like, it
0: still sounds threatening. I think
1: either way, well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I don't mm. believe anything this guy says or does whatsoever.
0: He sucks. Um what?
1: Whoop, whoop, <laughs> whoop. What's that? Oh, it's the piece of shit alert coming off.
0: <laughs> so he would even call her multiple times and email her to let him in. He email. then went down so romantic. <laughs> yeah. Hey baby, I'm at the front door. You have no idea what I'm gonna do when I get in there, so you might want to open that door up. He then went downstairs to get the security to come upstairs with him. Security told him that they could not leave the post because uh, they were the only ones yeah. down there and that, that was mandatory. We took an oath.
1: <laughs> when well, we protected this <laughs> condo building. Okay. We took an
0: oath. <laughs> <laughs> we won't leave a post matter <laughs> what. He's holding he's got his hand over his heart. Yeah. <laughs> so the security would make mention later on that Sam didn't look as though he had come from the gym. I mean, it's entirely possible that maybe he went to the gym and then he changed to come upstairs, but he wasn't leaving the property, so...
1: Yeah, a lot. If you have a gym in your building, it's the logical thing to do is just... It's change
0: not, when you get upstairs, exactly, have a shower. Exactly.
1: Use your apartment as the change room.
0: But he was wearing Timberlands, oh. which to me... Yeah, aren't a great workout shoe
1: unless you are George Costanza. It's going to give you that couple extra that lift. Of you need the lift. You do need that lift. <laughs> not me, ladies. I am six two. Oh, <clears throat> whoa!
0: Yeah. Somebody just decided to jump in here and flex.
1: Yeah, six seven in heels,
0: <laughs> in Timberlands.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, like, he was so
1: almost careful with like even doing the texts, like to keep up the ruse. You would think he would have had a legitimate workout.
0: Like, and it's not even like there's certain shoes out there that like they're not for working out but like you can get away with it like maybe like Converse or something you know what I mean sure
1: like they all yeah yeah like Chucks or something okay yeah even skate shoes
0: that would be like me and like my six inch pumps like just being like I I just came from the gym (laughs) (laughs) I don't meanwhile I just try to walk out of it (laughs) it'd
1: be (laughs) hilarious if you wore those to the next pod
0: I just look like the fucking scarecrow from Wizard of Oz (laughs) So, you know, maybe he brought his gym clothes and changed out of them, but I mean.
1: Left his shoes or, you know.
0: That just seems like something else to carry when you don't, you shouldn't would you, have you, to do that. You should that. have your key card and your bottle of water. That's One maybe a towel. Percent.
1: If you're a super sweater, like, yeah, boy. <laughs> I do have to bring my own towel when I work out. Do
0: you, like.
1: It's a hand towel, but. Still.
0: And it's just, like, covered in hair afterwards. <laughs> Hey, Matt, wasn't the towel white a second ago?
1: Why do you have a, a wool rug <laughs> what is your around brist- your
0: neck? Why bristle d- here with you?
1: <laughs> are you uh, selling beaver pelts in the alley again?
0: Again. <laughs> Why, do you have all- yeah.
1: Why do you have all that crap?
0: <laughs> The cops are like, do you have your uh, sales license out here? Yeah,
1: excuse me, sir. Uh, are you uh, at the Hudson Bay Trading Company in the <laughs> turn of the century?
0: <laughs> okay. So. Back to this very serious case. Of course. After all this, Sam took it upon himself to break into the apartment. I mean, I don't know how strong Sam is. I'm sure he's probably just fine. Yeah. But like, if you want to see me just bounce off a door 35 times and have a humongous bruise on my arm, I'd
1: definitely. I definitely do. You go arm first or shoulder? What well, would first? you go first? I kick it. Back oh. kick.
0: <laughs> Not a
1: back drop kick. Like I would turn around. It's a mule kick. Look,
0: you know. I go like this. Oh my god. <laughs> You've been watching wrestling for too long.
1: <laughs> I would do a back kick and then I would do maybe- You take
0: a, it to the ground. I'd,
1: <laughs> I would dominate. <laughs> um, I would do a back kick, then a front kick, and then I would start to use a shoulder. Really? But I would try to kick it open first. And that way, it's probably the, the least amount of pain you'll be in for opening a door is kicking. Huh. So try to do that and then-
0: Okay, close this door. <laughs> and kick open the work
1: door. I don't know. Those are heavy. Some of them are soundproof.
0: <laughs> they come in on Monday and just the doors are all busted. Yeah.
1: Hey, guys, another pod.
0: <laughs> We're testing out a theory. I yeah. was doing a mule kick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Sam ended up getting into the apartment. I have my own theories on this one. But um, once he did, he found Ellen slumped in a sitting-up position against the cupboards in the kitchen. Okay. So she had a half-made fruit salad sitting on the counter. Ellen was covered in blood. So Sam did what any loving fiancé would do, and he first called his uncle. Now, for what it's worth, this uncle was Judge James C. Swartzman. Oh. Who is a prominent member of the Pennsylvania judicial system and is currently the chairman of Ethics and Professional Responsibility Group.
1: Well, that's a good person to call. <laughs> uh not more important than 911. Although, again, we're thinking you know, as an innocent person what they yes. would do, but of course.
0: So, once he got off the phone with him, he did the right thing, and he called his cousin. <laughs>
1: okay, but <that's fine. laughs> he did not.
0: He did. But, 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 in his defense, the cousin was the judge's son. So, like, <laughs> chain of...
1: The judge, like, yeah, call your cousin.
0: Yeah, call him. I'm really busy right now. <laughs> and then he would call his parents... And then, at about six thirty three he would finally call nine one one
2: okay my like i just my i went downstairs to go work out I came back up the door was latched Mike's fiance's inside she wasn't she wasn't answering so after about a half hour, I decided to break it down. I see her now just on the floor with blood she's not she's not responding okay is she breathing i <laughs> Look at her chest. I need you to calm down. And I need you to look at her chest. It's really. I don't think she. I really Listen don't think she is. Saying. Listen to me. Someone's on the way. Look at her chest. Is she flat on her back? <laughs> She's on her back. Do I okay, bring her? Look at her chest and tell me if it's going up and down, up and down. I don't see her moving. Okay. Do you know how to do CPR? I don't. Okay. I can tell you what to do. Okay. Until they get there, I want you to keep her. Flat oh on her God. Head. Hello. Yeah, hi, okay. willing to do CPR with me over the phone so they can... I, get I, I have to, right? Okay, so get her flat on her back, bare her chest. Okay, you want to rip her shirt off. Oh, shit. Okay, take heel down by her side. Oh, my God. Allie, please. Listen, listen, you can't freak out, sir, because Okay, I'm trying to not to, I'm trying on. not Her shirt won't come off, it's a zipper. Rip oh, my God, she stabbed herself. Where? She throwing a knife. Oh, no, her knife's sticking out. Her what? There's a knife sticking out of her heart. Oh, uh, she stands so? I herself. I guess so. I don't know where she fell on it. I don't know. Okay, well, don't touch it. Okay, Please. so I'm just to just let her down here now. I mean, what do I do? No, so, I mean, you can't. If the knife is at her chest, it's going to be kind of hard for you to do CPR at this time. Oh, no. Oh, my
0: goodness. You and I have both heard it. Yep. Um, Bullshit. Sounds like a bunch of fucking hooey to me.
1: On both sides.
0: But it should be said that... The amount of fear and panic that are in this man's voice Mm -hmm. are not representative of the same man who would call three separate people before calling 911. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if he's. Oh my God. Oh my God! Get over uh, here uh, quick! Help me, please, yeah. Ellie. Uh, Ellie, please! Yeah. Uh, huh. Oh my God! She stabbed herself. If
1: Oh my God! I think she stabbed herself or fell on a knife.
0: Just fucking! It's like that broom trick that everybody was doing not too long ago, like right when COVID happened, and everybody was like standing the brooms up on end. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, like it was like something to do with outer space. I don't know. Don't come at me. I don't fucking know what outer space does. But like people were going into like home hard. Don't Matt.
1: Okay, no. Nothing. What were
0: you gonna say? Go no. ahead. You're gonna make fun of me.
1: I was, but I forgot what it was. So.
0: <laughs> Thank God you have a short memory. Smith. Oh no, you know what I was gonna do? You're like, actually, you like, who are you?
1: Because you were like, I don't know what goes on in outer space. I was gonna be like, oh my God, you don't know what outer space is for, you idiot. And then I realized, <laughs> I don't know what outer space is for. So I'm just gonna shut the money up and hopefully this glass stone doesn't bring my glass house or this stone <laughs> does bring my glass house to crumble.
0: <laughs> but everybody was doing it We're like, you can look it up afterwards where like brooms, you would stand them up on their bristles and mm-hmm. they would just stand. Right. And like there people were going into like home hardware and stuff like that and just like standing up all the brooms in the aisle. Cool. Yeah, so I don't know, but like how are you falling on a knife that's, you know, standing up?
1: All right. Unless is maybe a, you're
0: holding it and you I don't
1: I that's my biggest fear. Not biggest, but one of them is sometimes I'll have I'll be holding a knife and like of of falling or tripping or something when I'm home alone. Are
0: you riding a unicycle?
1: <laughs> because <laughs> not, that
0: not is a no-no. <laughs> 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 like, if you're just standing at your counter you should be fine
1: that's true I once jumped into bed like literally with a knife? literally jumped into bed with a q-tip in my ear that I would forgotten about <laughs> and, and, like that is my like I,
0: I was how so did you forget fra- about it
1: I guess I was just doing it and then I stopped moving the q-tip around for whatever reason moved on to something else but I remember being like holy shit that could have gone real bad
0: Matt, I appreciate you every single day.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: that a q-tip is not like a take a pause in the middle of it kind no, of activity. Oh yeah, no, I know,
1: I know. I <laughs> know. I know. I know. Shit.
0: You're like, wipe your ass. Oh boy. I only got my halfway ass. through that one. <laughs> wipe my
1: ass, go back to my ear. <laughs> like, I better go see a doctor. Q tip smells like
0: shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, wow, well, I just learned a lot about you. <laughs> oh, That's
1: correct. Um, are you leaving your husband for me now? I yes, okay, yeah. I knew it. That was that was it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Get him on the horn. We got to talk.
1: <laughs> Get him on the horn. <laughs> hey, Matt. Listen.
0: Remember how you always finish up with your Q-tips? Get- <laughs> yeah,
1: loser. <laughs> Remember how? I, the problem I'm, is
0: you're not letting them sit long enough. You're not getting a thorough job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, remember how I'm super lazy and don't want to learn a new husband's name?
0: Yeah, I just, everyone. Anybody named Matt. Yeah, That's it. I'm just going to cross out his last name on my marriage certificate. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back here. So yeah, he uh, called these three other people before potentially saving his fiance's life. I would like to preface this by saying strictly, in my own opinion, this 911 call sounds like phony baloney to me. I will be putting it right here so you can uh, hear it. But basically, it's just like help. I need a mer, a mer, emergencies. <laughs> um, and this is coming from the person who read O.J. Simpson's book. And sometimes I had to pull myself back because I was starting to like fall into oh
1: it is charm.
0: Like I, I was like, come on, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh dear, oh boy,
1: Yeah, damn it, Ron. <laughs> Why are you bringing those fucking glasses back?
0: <laughs> so. The operator in this call, first and foremost, needs to hand in her keys.
1: Yeah, she seemed like a little fucking. uh...
0: They just needed to, like, he needed to take it down. She needed to bring it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I felt she was very short with him.
0: She was like, 901, what's your emergency?
1: Yeah, yeah. She was just ha- having a dart. And like, fuck, <laughs> <box>, phones ran. <sighs> Nine one, what's your
0: emergency? <laughs> um, because I've never heard someone sound so entirely uninterested in something in my entire life.
1: <laughs> I know the one phone call that you that you every all parties should be super alert,
0: right? <laughs> but when she asks Sam to start CPR and he responds with, "Well, I guess I have to."
1: Yeah,
0: he almost sounds as if he's annoyed by the request when she first asks him to. He goes, "Oh God!" Like disgusted. But again, it's just my opinion. But if somebody you love is in distress, are you not just like doing what you have to do to save that person not being disgusted? I don't know. By I him?
1: wonder if you find like somebody that you love like covered in blood. Like, I, I don't know if I wouldn't run I, I don't know.
0: I would okay. Leave. Well, call off the wedding. Now <laughs> <laughs> well, you're back in. Fun while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, they, she had a knife sticking out of her heart and uh, stabbing themselves in the heart. That would not even be on my radar. I would not think for a second that somebody stabbed themselves in the heart. I would be worried that somebody else was still in the apartment.
1: Also, who talks about the internal organ that the knife is hitting and not like, oh, she was stabbed in the chest, stabbed in her boob. Like, (laughs) why the heart? You would go with boob. Well, I just mean that Oh, God, her
0: boob's ruined! (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're sending somebody quick. But like, here's the thing is like, you have a, a chest cavity. Yeah. That takes a fucking lot to get through. So, she has... We're going to find out. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. But she has 10 stab wounds under the back of her head and neck. And 20 in total. This is her last stab wound because the knife's still in it, right? Yeah. So she's stabbed herself 19 times. What the
1: f- I didn't know that.
0: And then she still has the physical strength to break through her chest cavity.
1: Right. Sternum, the whole nine. All of it. Wow.
0: Even the zipper that he talks so much about. <laughs> So when first responders responded, wow, I'm I'm fucking... What order (laughs) would you say they... They got there first. (laughs) (laughs) To the apartment, it was clear that Ellen was beyond help at that point. One thing that is worth mentioning, though, is that Ellen had blood that ran from her nostril up behind her ear, which simple gravity would tell us that that's not the way it works. If she was sitting up, it should have gone right to her lip. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was almost as if she had been repositioned. At 6.40, seven minutes after calling 911, they would get there and they would question Sam and he would tell his story that he went to the gym and then the swing bar thing. And he would say that security had come with him to break down the door. A fact that, of course, the security guard denies he was the only one on shift that day and it was policy that he took an oath and he had to be in the lobby at all times. So he had told Sam that he could not assist him. It was also noted that while Sam claims he broke down the door, only one screw was missing. The others were loose, but the locks were still mounted on the door. Oh. Yeah. So it was Sam's father who called Ellen's parents and informed them of what had happened to their only child. <sighs> Ellen's mom would say that she wasn't understanding. Like she couldn't make her mind go there. And she asked where the ambulance was and he advised her that there was no ambulance. And she said at this time, her husband was not beside her. So she began to call for Joss to pick up the landline and hear what she was being told. She said once like the realization hit her, uh, what Sam was telling her, she said, all I know is that my world went dark and I have no daughter. Mm -hmm. And to make matters that much worse... She was snowed in two hours away from Oh, fuck. Ellen.
1: You can't do anything. Nothing.
0: Uh, before getting Ellen's body to the medical examiner, they had already determined that her cause of death was a suicide. <sighs> yes. So, listen to the injuries that she had. Okay. So, Ellen had been stabbed at least 20 times, 10 of which were to the back of her head and her neck. Jesus. She had a bunch of bruising in various stages of healing. She had... A knife with a serrated blade inserted four inches into her chest and heart. And it was the cops who had ruled this a suicide. She had not even been seen by a medical examiner at this point, and this is not the cop's area of expertise. Uh, how does,
1: okay, uh, even if it's not your area of expertise, with all those stab wounds, you should be able to come up with a uh, non
0: I just don't think that you should have the right to be able to call it, though. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, that's
1: a good call. Okay, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, yes. You're talking <laughs> more of a fundamental, yes, yes, yeah, uh-huh. Like, Sure, have a medical professional.
0: That's like, your radio broadcaster. Thank you. If you went out into the front room and you just saw somebody you're like that guy's dead and it was a heart attack and the they were like death. okay matt from morning right. fresh mornings said it was write it down
1: he's a professional <laughs>
0: like, you can't no. that's, it should be a medical, like an me only is allowed to yeah. say that yeah and i always thought until now that they were the only ones that were allowed to say that they were
1: able to pronounce the uh, cod <laughs> it's cause of death.
0: i know i know what it is oh my bad my bad doa Oh, hey, oh, <laughs> so but because the swing bar was latched over and they were, they were on the sixth floor with no signs of footprints in the fresh snow outside of their balcony, this was the only viable conclusion. So and they just she
1: took s- his word for it, and
0: and yeah, they said, you know, and like, I don't know, I to me, when he was like, Oh my god, she stabbed herself, like, I know, just how did your mind, mind go mind. there? Yeah, but. Ellen's body would arrive at the city morgue the next morning, and the medical examiner was Marlon Osborne. He would label her stab wounds alphabetically from A to T. Amongst other things, Ellen had two stab wounds to the back of her neck that were very deep, and it was reported that they had punctured the vertebrae at C2 and C3.
1: Was she paralyzed, then? Right here.
0: So, he's saying that they're punctured. So, it would render her numb, but we're going to find out later on that Another ME says that they were more than punctured. Mm. So her toxicology would come back with only her prescription medication, and it was determined that she was taking them as recommended. Ellen also had bruising and scratches around her neck.
1: Ooh. Like... As uh, most suicides
0: go? Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Okay. And judging by the various sizes of the stab wounds, it was said that it was likely that there was another knife involved. But this could not be confirmed. And one thing that I find to be one of the biggest facts that does not lend itself to suicide is that Ellen had one of the stab wounds on the back of her neck that did not hemorrhage. Which would mean that her heart was no longer beating when it happened. so there was no
1: blood flow.
0: You got it. (gasps) Which begs the question, how does somebody who's already deceased stab himself? There was actually two wounds on Ellen's body that did not hemorrhage.
1: Wow.
0: But due to all of this, the ME overruled the cop's suicide conclusion and listed Ellen's death as a homicide. A friend of the family had seen this on TV that the ruling had been changed, and the friend was actually the one to call Ellen's parents and let them know that their only child had not taken her own life.
1: That's the only way they found out was this random person? Yep. Nobody from
0: the, nobody called them. (laughs) On January 28th, 2011, was the day of Ellen's funeral. Ellen's father, Joshua, stood up and gave a touching eulogy about his daughter. And at the end, he said, you may have heard that Ellen killed herself, but her death has just been ruled a homicide. Funeral attendees said that after that statement, you could have heard a pin drop in the temple. Really? Well, could you imagine? You're just sitting there and you're like...
1: Well, yeah, I guess you're at a funeral. Right? And then someone's bringing up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Police were quick to announce that the ruling had not been made official and only that they were going to take a closer look before ruling it a suicide. And three months after the homicide ruling was overturned, they once again listed her cause of death as a suicide.
1: Another <laughs> look at it. They
0: said. The, yep. The ME would later say that he changed his ruling because of insistence of law enforcement.
1: Oh, God. What What is the point to push that narrative of a suicide?
0: Well, it could be his uncle.
1: Oh, my God. I already forgot about the first and second call.
0: <laughs> I'm bringing you fish oil next time. Jesus. <laughs> so, Sorrel Wetch. Do you recognize that name?
1: Sorrel, I think they make hiking gear.
0: Um, I could be mispronouncing it. Cyril? Cyril mm. Wetch. It's possibly a name that you could recognize if I said it properly, <laughs> but <Yeah>. who knows? <laughs> so he's a forensic pathologist who worked on the John Bene Ramsey case. He was part of the O.J. Simpson 1994 case. And in 1972, Wetch was the first civilian ever given permission to examine the Kennedy assassination evidence. It was Wetch who first discovered that Kennedy's brains and all related data in the killing had gone missing. He was the one who came up with uh, more than one bullet theory.
1: Right. To counteract that bullshit.
0: (laughs) He would say that he could not understand how this could have possibly been labeled a suicide. Uh, The stab wounds at the back of her head alone would tell most people that this was clearly not a suicide. But on top of that, there was blood running from her nose that defied gravity. Mm -hmm. And furthermore, Ellen's aortic arch had been stabbed that would result in a lot of blood. That's like um, a muscle that goes around the heart, and it's got like, um, it puts in and puts out blood.
1: Okay. So I know the aorta is like a huge It's like, the valve that goes right of. into your
0: heart. This one goes over your heart. Yeah. But it, it, it's it got, yeah, it's a freeway of blood, essentially. You know, there should have been a lot, a lot of blood. Yeah. And while this was a bloody scene, it wasn't even close in comparison to what it should have been wow. given the injuries that she sustained. Uh, but no one did any luminol testing, so they were unable to determine if blood had been cleaned up and if Ellen had been positioned in that setting up position. But she had a half of a fruit salad sitting on the counter, which could mean nothing. And it is circumstantial at very best. But it's unlikely that she would just start making food for herself and then in the middle of it decide to start stabbing herself.
1: Right, Because if you accident like no, it wouldn't be no. It would have to be suicide. You have to actively stab you. There's no accidental. It's once you fall on a knife and you die
0: for sure. But like it might be because I have kids that I'm just like cooking is such a hassle now because I used to really enjoy cooking, but like Mm -hmm. since I have kids, it's like it's it never stops. It never fucking stops. (laughs) They always eat. It's crazy.
1: It's
0: crazy. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to start something to know I'm going (laughs) to not complete it. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, she decided midway through that she was going to take her own life instead. And she had just sent out the save the dates for her wedding. Mm. Uh, Not to mention, her computer was opened and she had been in the middle of looking at wedding stuff. So, it didn't make sense. But it was closed to suicide. Plus, I had mentioned earlier, she had 11 bruises in various stages of healing. I personally bruise very easy, but... And sometimes I have no clue where the bruises even came from, but 11 does seem like a pretty high number.
1: Uh, yeah. Probably around the same spot too, I would think, if it's a a you situation. Oh. What? What? Just to work where you don't know. Like sometimes you keep bang the same part of your elbow in the <laughs> same spot every time or something.
0: I feel like you were going to go somewhere totally different with that.
1: What, like a pervy thing? Yeah. Yeah, you weirdo. You would, think <laughs> oh, that. you would think that. You love it. Is someone here? I think somebody is here, yeah. Who is it? I don't know. Or maybe it's the cleaners.
0: I think it's the girl from The Grudge. She's just like,
1: The girl from The <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
0: it's Scary. Okay. So Ellen's parents would continue to work for their daughter. In 2014, they hired private investigator Tom Brennan. He had been with the Philly PD for 25 years. And he would say of Ellen's case, I've been in this business since 1966, and I've never seen anything like it. And in 2017, They would consult a different pathologist, Wayne K. Ross, and luckily they still had in storage at the morgue the piece of Ellen's spinal cord that was damaged during the stabbing. And Dr. Ross would go through all of Ellen's case as well as the piece of the spinal cord, and he would determine that not only was Ellen's spinal cord punctured, it had been severed. Wow. He said that would result in, quote, severe pain, cranial nerve dysfunction, and traumatic brain signs. As well as numbness, tingling, and irregular heartbeat. And it left him feeling unsure that Ellen would even be able to be physically capable to of stabbing herself. After that. Yeah. Which clearly had to be like the one in the heart had to be the last stab, right? Of because course. that's where the knife was left. And another thing worth mentioning is that the knife that was found in Ellen's chest was serrated and it was from the knife block they had in their kitchen, but the stab wounds that had been inflicted on her appeared to be clean cuts meaning that the knife hadn't been serrated. It wasn't, like, jagged cut.
1: Right, so the two-knife theory from earlier. Yeah.
0: In October of 2019, Ellen's parents would file a civil suit against Marlon Osborne, which was the original ME who had changed his ruling when he was put under pressure. It said that they were seeking monetary compensation, but the Greenbergs had said that all they wanted was for the cause of death to be changed from suicide. They didn't even care if it was deemed unknown They could live with that as long as the suicide was Mm. removed. Yeah. Sam, her fiancé, now lives in New York with his wife and two children. He no longer works for NBC and now works as a producer for the tour coverage of the Professional Golfers Association of America.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. PGA. (laughs) Golf. (laughs) I hate golf
0: so much. (laughs) And sadly, at this point, that's all we have.
1: You're shitting me.
0: Mm -hmm. It should be known.
1: Are we ending the episode? Pretty close. Oh, my God. I'm thinking we're, like, getting ready for part two or something. I'm sorry. Oh.
0: Yep. Shit. It should be known not to encourage anyone to try it, but there are tons of videos on YouTube to show you not only can you relock a swing bar, but you can unlock it to make entry. I sent you one of those videos, and I watched it, and the guy was able to do both locking and unlocking with a piece of tweed. Yeah. So, who's to say Ellen's parents continue to fight for her until this day? And if you'd be interested, their Facebook group is called Justice for Ellen, and you will be able to sign petitions to help the family get the ruling changed for their only child. And that is the terribly sad and confusing story of Ellen Greenberg.
1: What a, like, I just, I, I you know what? I, I hate murderers getting away with it. Call, like, I know that's not a hot Hold on, take. hold
0: on. Guys. It's just Matt doesn't like murderers, and he hates it when they get away with it. Not a big
1: murder guy.
0: That's crazy.
1: You just think, like, that's obviously, you know, as far as heinous crimes go, murder right up there. (laughs) That everybody would have the common goal.
0: Of no more murders?
1: Yeah, and if you commit a murder, if he's your nephew. But it's the good old boys
0: club, right? I know. And uh, it seems like because of his uncle, he was in that position. But it has to make you wonder how many of these people who are in such a, a position of authority have a very gray yeah. stance on, like, you know, if it's your family, it doesn't...
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, you just look at how many, you know, conservative lawmakers have backed anti-LGBTQ laws and then you find out that they've been gay with somebody for years. Like, and it's... You know, it's just so hypocritical. It's wild. It is wild.
0: But that's our Patreon episode for today. Hope you had fun. Yeah. (laughs) Enjoy. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Bye.